You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is, You Can't Be Serious. Has someone ever asked you the question, you can't be serious? My father was an inventor and loved to bring new life to things others had discarded. He often would find a new use for these things, and then these items would make life either easier for himself or someone else. Since I come from a large family, my father was very industrious and was able to secure some old army tents for our camping adventures. After a particularly soggy camping trip, my father decided that we would need to have an upgrade and thought a camper would fit the bill. Since we were not a very wealthy family, my dad thought that he would build the camper and then we would have a self-contained unit with a bathroom that would be our home whether on a road trip or camping at one of the beautiful parks in our province. One evening while we were enjoying supper, dad made the announcement that he would be building a camper for us and that he had already started by drawing up the plans for it. After his lengthy and detailed description, I kept thinking, He can't be serious about this plan. He doesn't know anything about making a camper and claiming it will have a full three-piece bathroom in it plus a furnace. Well, I seriously was in doubt that this was possible for two reasons. One, we did not have the money to make this dream a reality. And two, my dad had never done this kind of thing before, so I was sure it would not materialize. After my dad was done with his explanation, I think he could tell by all of us sitting listening to him that we held more doubt than belief in our minds about this project. Finally, someone at the table said the things I was thinking by starting their sentence with, you can't be serious, and then gave a string of reasons why it would not work. None of us chimed in with any opposition to these statements, and I could tell my dad's feelings were hurt that we could not envision what he did. However, after listening to our naysaying, he put a smile on his face and informed us that we would be surprised at what a delightful addition to our family outings this camper would be. First, the wood appeared in our backyard for the project. Then, several weeks later, a one-ton van that had rolled into a ditch appeared in the yard. Apparently, this van was in perfect working order. It just had a very smashed body. Next came the aluminum siding, interesting windows, and all other kinds of things that go into making a camper. The first item to leave our yard was the smashed-up one-ton van, and my dad said it was going to his friend's shop where the entire back of the van would be cut off, leaving only the front of it intact. Then my dad, together with his friend, would weld a new frame on the back of the van to accommodate the camper he was going to build. 
Well, my dad knew what he was talking about, and the day the van arrived with the new frame attached, we not only stared in wonder, but again let him know that we all doubted his ability to make it into a usable and attractive camper. Undeterred by our doubts, my dad started to build the camper in his free time, and so much so that at times my mom had to remind him that there were other things that needed his attention, like his family. With each chunk of time Dad spent building, we could see the camper slowly taking shape. Once the frame was done and the camper was enclosed, we all agreed it looked somewhat like a camper, but was very ugly with all the different kinds of wood used to make it. Dad assured us that once he had put the fiberglass coating on it and added the aluminum siding, we would be surprised at how much it looked like any professional camper on the road. I must admit that I felt bad for doubting my dad, but if you could have seen the process of building it, you may also have been in doubt. Since I so admired my dad and his ingenuity, I worked at trusting him, and that his vision would become reality, but that was not always easy to do. Finally, the day came when the outside of the camper was complete, and to our wonder and amazement, it looked just like any professionally made camper on the road. My dad was so proud to show it to us, and we were delighted with the results. Now to the inside of the camper. It still looked disastrous, and my dad's explanation of where the stove, fridge, furnace, and three-piece bath were going to go required us to envision it all. Once again, I felt more doubt than faith grow inside of me, but kept my thoughts to myself. A few more months went by, and the great inside reveal took place. Wow, 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 my dad was right. It was exquisite. There was a three-piece bath complete with sink, flush toilet, and shower. The kitchen housed a fridge, stove, and furnace, complete with some counter space, a table and bench seating for three on each side of the table, which could later be made into a decent-sized double bed. Then, above the front of the van were two beds that could each hold two adults with windows that not only brought great light into them, but could also be open to allow for fresh air to come into those loft bedrooms. All of us who doubted my dad were now proved wrong. My questioning of my dad and his ability to build a beautiful camper was now replaced by a sense of great pride in what he was able to accomplish, especially in the face of great doubt from those he loved dearly, us, his family. That camper saw many a trip across Canada and the USA. It also hosted lots of sleepovers, parties, and meals while parked in our driveway. It also provided shelter th to those who needed a place to sleep when our home was too full to accommodate them. Family, friends, and strangers were all able to call at home at one time or another. The vision of my father became a reality in the face of great doubt, and I will always admire him for believing in his vision enough to push through even when no one could see what he saw. The song, I Know What Lies Ahead, by the Muddy Waters Quartet, talks about hope and assurance of what is to come for those who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ. It is a song that can be helpful when doubts come our way. Was made by 
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Juan from Colombia has been in prison for 10 years and a Christian for five. He listens to Ernesto Pinto on Encuentro every day in his cell. Juan hopes for a reduced prison sentence and to tell his story on Encuentro. He says, I teach the Word of God here in prison. Please send me more material. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Have you ever had people doubt you, your vision, your calling, your choices? How have you moved forward in spite of others asking, you can't be serious? Interestingly, in the New Testament of the Bible, we read about one of Jesus Christ's 12 followers named Thomas and the issue he had with doubt. Jesus had been crucified on a cross, and now there were several who he had appeared to after his death on the cross, proving that he had risen from the dead and fulfilling the things that he had said before being crucified. Jesus rising from the dead was what some of his followers believed could happen, but Thomas was one who doubted and would only believe once he saw Jesus for himself. Kind of like me. I doubted my dad's ability to build a camper until I saw the finished product. Then I believed. Here then is the story of Thomas as it is written in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 to 29 in the New Living Translation. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, 
peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Doubting my father had some consequences, but thankfully none that were life-altering. Doubting and not believing that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, that has life-altering consequences. I invite you to explore why Jesus Christ has died for us and then rose from the dead so that we could receive gifts of grace and mercy, even if we have doubts. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.